Hi, and welcome to the Glow Podcast. I'm Pastor Dawn Raley, co-pastor of Calvary Christian Center and pastor of the Women of Calvary. I have a passion to see the daughters understand their identity in Christ and their value in Him and equip them to have the confidence to be who God has made them to be. In that God confidence, they glow and lead others into the life-saving power of Jesus Christ. In this podcast, you will hear from me, our host, Chelsea Lawson, and many of the Glow Women of Calvary. To stay connected and up-to-date on all things Glow, follow at Glow Women on Instagram and Facebook and calvaryfl.com slash glow. So the other day I was thinking about how when I was six years old and I was in a kid's church and I just felt the draw of the Holy Spirit to the altar. And at that moment, that's when I gave my life to the Lord. And I started thinking about, you know, other women and, you know, everybody comes from a different background and everybody has a different testimony. And I thought it would be really cool to hear, you know, from some other women in GLOW, um, just their backgrounds and where they came from and how, you know, they came to know the Lord. Um, Pastor Victoria, can you kind of share your testimony? Yes, of course. I first just want to say thank you for having me on the GLOW podcast. Um, So... My testimony, um, I kind of shared, we were talking a little bit before the podcast, but is when I was younger, my family all went to this church together. Like my entire family went to this one church together. And my mom and my dad, when they were still together, we all went up to the altar to join the church. And so that's like how you would do it. You would join the church. And I thought that that was salvation. So I thought, okay, well, I joined this church. I'm saved. It's not. (laughs) You know, I know that now um, that it is not salvation. And so after that, my parents split. And um, I live with my mom. My dad's side of the family were really into the Lord and church. And my mom's side of the family was not. Um, So I primarily live with my mom. So I didn't really go to church um, after third grade, maybe like here and there for like Christmas, Easter, what do we call it, like Christers, <laughs> Christmas and Easter. And um, it wasn't until I was in 11th grade, I had a friend, we had this friend group that we would all hang out with and um we would do crazy like it was just crazy stuff together but we were having fun we were not following the lord and um, we were just young and dumb but we actually all got together and um every day my sister actually dated this guy's brother for like 10 years you know and so we really were like family Mm -hmm. so the guy who was like a brother to me, he actually found Jesus at when we were in 11th grade. And he would talk about how he would pray and he would meditate and he would do all these things. And I think two months after that, he was killed. Oh, wow. And I was distraught. Mm. I mean, I went into a very deep depression. Mm-hmm. I questioned everything. You know, I had a, a, a foundation to like believe in the Lord mm-hmm. or to believe in, in Christ because of my dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. But after that, I didn't believe in anything. Mm. I, I stopped believing in, in the Lord. I don't know if I believed in stars or whatever, yeah. um, but I just questioned everything because I was like, Lord, this was the only person in our group following you. Why would you do that? I, I blamed the Lord for mm-hmm. that, and I know now it wasn't him. Yeah. And so I went through a very deep depression and, um, you know, worshiping different things, mm-hmm. really. And it wasn't until 
um, I was so, because I had allowed all these things in my life, I was so crippled by fear. It was like a traumatizing fear. I couldn't sleep at night. I was woken up every night by oh, night wow. terrors. Mm-hmm. I would be stuck in my bed, just shaking. I wouldn't even get up to use the restroom because I was so afraid. Um, and I remember one day I ran, I got our house phone and I ran into my little sister's room and they were sleeping. And I got on the phone and I called my dad because he didn't live with us. And I said, dad, please come get me. I'm so afraid. And he said, no, I'm not. Cause I had been dealing with this for a long time. Mm-hmm. He said, no, I'm not going to come get you. I want you to get the Bible that I gave you. And he, when my, my friend passed away, he gave me this Bible mm-hmm. and he highlighted two scriptures in it. And one was John 14, 27. And the John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you. Wow. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And in that moment, I was so afraid. And I said, Lord, I said, I, I receive your peace. I mm. receive your I didn't even say the Lord's prayer. Mm. Like I was like, Lord, whatever it takes, I receive your peace. I believe in you. I believe that Jesus is Lord. And in that moment, all the fear all the the torment all the torture that i had been going through for months i mean like i had lost so much weight i was like under 100 pounds because i was so depressed and um the peace of god it just reigned over my life i was not tormented anymore in my sleep i wasn't tortured i didn't feel anything and so that's my kind of like my testimony of how i came to the lord so awesome wow yeah everybody's story is so different and that's what's so unique about you know the holy spirit and how he draws us unto to him yeah um you know in psalms it talks about how david he was praying and he was saying you know return to me the joy of my salvation and you know just talking about this it's so awesome to hear just you know it we remember where we came from where god Mm -hmm. brought us from yeah um and i know maya you have a good testimony as well yeah yes um so i actually didn't grow up in church at all um i think i remember going maybe like twice like my whole life and so i started kind of living life really young you know getting into like the drinking and the smoking and all that around like 12 or 13 years old and I just wanted to be like older you know like I had I'm the youngest of my siblings so I was like whatever they're doing I want to do so I started getting into that and then as soon as I got to high school my freshman year of high school it was like bad it was I couldn't go a weekend without partying if I wasn't at a party then I was like take me to a friend's house that's how you know what I mean like can we do something over here so um then I met a guy and I got really like sucked into that um you know, just sleeping around, not doing everything that I should be doing. And so we, he hurt me really bad. And so I took that as like a rejection almost, you know? And so I didn't leave him, I stayed with him, but everything from there like pretty much went downhill. Like I got into um, like not eating. So I would go not, like weeks without eating honestly and then I would still be drinking and partying on the weekends and all that stuff and then still like going into all of it and so there was that was went on for a couple years and there it was my senior year of high school I was like okay I I can't do this anymore and so I was like I'm done I'm not talking to him anymore that was about like four years that went on and so I went to college Unfortunately, we did go to the same college because we had we both had scholarships there. So I got 
that was probably the most depressed I've ever been. Mm -hmm. And so I went home. I was like, I can't do this. I went home, um, transferred to a different college. I was still kind of living the party life on and off, on and off. And then um, there was one night I remember I had gotten so drunk, like, I was drunk, I was high, I couldn't function, I don't know how I even made it back to my apartment. And I just remember like, okay, this is it, like I'm ready, you know, I'm ready mm -hmm. to go, I'm ready for this to be it, like I know there'll be no more pain. And so I just was, don't even know who I was talking to honestly, but I do know that I had a family member with me kind of just making sure that I was okay, she's the one who brought me home. And I, um, she was kind of she wrote me a note of everything that I was talking about but she responded to me as if I was her daughter mm -hmm. and so she left it on my desk for me to see the next morning and I had woken up like hungover probably like 5 a.m. and I was like I need to go to church and I was like okay like Lord this has to be you because I'm, I'm about to throw up like there's so much going on mm -hmm. and I I get ready I go to the bathroom I do everything I need to do and then I see the note on my dresser and she, it basically was like like I'm talking to you as if you are my daughter and I'm hearing everything you're saying and I just couldn't imagine my baby like feeling this way and I want you to know how much you're loved and that God loves you and like all this stuff and my family was not in church like we mm -hmm. didn't do that and so just hearing about like the love of God I was like okay I am supposed to go to church so I went to church and I'm sobbing the entire sermon and I'm like okay like I'm ready like I, there's there's nothing else I've tried everything I've done literally everything you could possibly do like Jesus is the only answer and so I felt like the fire of God honestly my whole body just went like mm -hmm. I was hot and I was like okay like I'm ready and I received the Holy Spirit and like all that mm -hmm. stuff and it was kind of hard like transitioning, you know, like going from like this all the time, that's what my family, like we drank, yeah. we smoked, we did all that every single weekend. Mm -hmm. So it was like, how do I get out of that? You know, mm -hmm. like this is where, like I want these people to want what I want, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I love them so much, what do I do? And so <laughs> I actually came to a GLOW conference. Wow. And I, the first, I think it was the first GLOW conference. And um, I was crying. My pastor from the church, she was like, what do you feel like God was speaking to you here? And I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to move here. And then I'm weeping at this wow. point. I'm like, I don't know anyone here. I, like, I'm going to pack up everything I know mm -hmm. and leave everything I know and everyone I know back home. And so I moved here. And honestly, nothing but God because wow. I would have never Amen. have been able to like see the dysfunction being away from the dysfunction because yeah. even after giving my life to Christ and still going to church there like it was I was going back home mm -hmm. I was leaving church and going yeah. back home to that right. stuff and like that was my family like I wanted so badly like to just be loved and I'm like okay I will be willing to settle mm -hmm. for this just because I am receiving love and mm -hmm. It's God. Like, yeah. I, there's a whole new life here. Like, I feel like I have literally, like, restarted a whole new life. Like, the yes. Bible says, you know, like, you're a new creation when you give your life to Christ. Mm -hmm. And, like, I truly feel that from the bottom of my heart. That's so awesome. Man. Yeah. Wow. You know, when you were talking, it reminds me of the verse that says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Yes. Yeah. And um, just hearing, you know, the family member or friend that was there with you that left you that note, yeah. they were being used by the Lord. Yeah. It was God's kindness yeah. that reached yeah. out to you. And mm -hmm. that's in that moment you knew 
you know, nothing else. Yeah. It's only Jesus. That's yes. so awesome. I love um, how um, sweet and subtle, you know, God is about it, even with yeah. you, uh, your dad showing you that scripture yeah. and you reading that and then that note as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, he's just, like you said, the kindness of God. It's, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Someone I've, I've heard this before. It's like, he's, he's a gentleman, mm, you know, yeah. he's not going to force himself yeah, on yeah. us. And it's yeah. like, he allows us to get to our end. Yeah. And you know, the Holy spirit is the one that draws us and yeah. it's yeah. like, do we, do we want that? And then we get to that point to where we, we don't want anything else, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's um, so yeah. it's, it's really awesome. Natalie, yeah. let's hear your testimony. Well, something similar. I didn't grow up in church either. So, um, I actually, my only encounter with uh, church was when my mom took us to an Easter service at a Catholic church. Wow. <laughs> so I remember having this pretty dress and shoes and this hat you know when back in the days they used to wear hats and stuff and just sitting in this uh catholic church and it was so beautiful inside and um but nothing after that you know and so that was it and then the the next encounter that i had was with my mom i would be sitting outside of the pastor's office and she was inside and crying and talking about her marital issues, which I didn't know that was marital issues at the time. I was a kid, but she was always crying. Mm. And so um, that was the only time that we would go back to the Catholic Church. And so just never experiencing anything like that after, but my mom would always pray. She, would, she was always praying, and, um, but we just didn't go uh, to a church. Um, and then, you know, there were things that happened throughout my life. Um, I remember um, incest that occurred when I was young, mm -hmm. but I remember God's boldness that he gave me in that moment to say enough is enough, mm -hmm. and it stopped. But I didn't know it was the Lord mm -hmm. at that time. Um, and then another situation, um, I was a little bit older from that incident. Uh, this guy, a friend of our family, we were having a party outside, and everyone was going in, and he held on to me and kept me in the backyard in the corner. Mm. And, you know, he was trying to talk to me. But, you know, you can feel the weirdness of it, like this wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, I had the boldness and courage. And I said no, and I ran. And I ran inside the house and just stayed near my mom. And then some other instances, uh, there was one in high school uh, where I came from gymnastics practice. It was like 4.30 or something, and I was waiting for the bus. There was no one around. And this young man came out. I don't even know where he came from. And he was like, hey, can you tell me where the uh, swim team meets? You know. And I said, I told him it was around the corner behind the school. Um, and he was like, well, I don't really know this area. I don't know how to get there. Can you take me over there? And it's pretty lonely and dark mm -hmm. back there that particular entrance um and i was like it's you just need to walk down there it's fine it's fine i was like no 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 i need you to come and and take me and he kept trying to persuade me to bring mm -hmm. take him back there and so shortly after um a guy from the swim team came out and he saw him talking to me um he overheard and so he was like hey come on let's walk home together i'm headed the same way and so you know, we walked together. I knew who he was, and um, we walked, and again, God saving me, 
in another situation. But even through all of that, I didn't know I was a mess. And so I didn't know that I needed salvation, you know. And so it wasn't until when I was about 19, my boyfriend at the time invited me to the church that he grew up in. Mm -hmm. And so sitting there listening to the service, you know, um, I just felt that pull that you were talking Mm -hmm. about. It was just this gentle pull, and I could not say no to it. I could not sit in my seat, and I went up to the altar and I gave my life to the Lord, mm-hmm. and ever th- since then, wow, Amen. it was so just awesome. completely different. But I just love it because all you know that song that says, "All my life, God has been faithful." Yeah, and He truly has. But you don't know that until you start. You have right. a relationship yeah. with Him, and then He shows you. I was there all mm-hmm. the time. Wow, trying to steer you away, trying mm-hmm. to help you, give you a way out, yeah. you know, whether you took it or not, yeah. he was there. Right. Yeah. And so I just, I just love him. That's so good. Yeah. yeah I, when I was thinking about, you know, just at six years old, you know, um, knowing that I had to go to the altar, I was really thinking about that. Was I, you know, I was thinking, wow, I was so young, but mm-hmm. there was something that pulled me mm-hmm. and I knew that I couldn't resist it. Mm-hmm. And that is the pool of the Holy Spirit. And um, it's just so crazy to think about how how young and just knowing at that age that Mm -hmm. that's what I needed to do. Um, So for for some women that maybe don't know, what is salvation? I mean, I just wrote down just the the first words that came uh, to my mind. I wrote salvation equals redemption. Mm-hmm. which is forgiveness of sins um, from the from sins and the consequences of sin, um, death and separation from God, deliverance to be rescued, and that's only through Christ Jesus. Yes, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. That's um, good. In John three sixteen, you know, it's a well-known mm-hmm. verse yeah. that a lot of people know. You know, God sent his son to die on the cross mm-hmm. for us, and um, he rose again three days later. And so um, he's given us all of those things that, that you've said. So, um, And what power does the blood of Jesus hold? Well, like you said, it satisfies the penalty yeah. of yeah. sin. Mm-hmm. We don't have to pay that price because right. Jesus paid the price with his blood. Right. Amen. So that's that power. Yeah. Yes. I wrote the same thing, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just jotted down Isaiah 53, 5. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and his wounds. And by his wounds, we are healed. Mm-hmm. And yes. I kind of broke down the verse a little bit. And whenever you look at transgressions, it's obvious. It's like sin, rebellion, trespasses, mm-hmm. iniquities, fault, or mi- mischief and chastisement, discipline, punishment. So he took Mm -hmm. all of that, just like Pastor Victoria was saying, took it on to himself. You know, when we were supposed to be punished, you know, for our wrongdoings, he took all of that on himself. Um, And it says the chastisement or punishment that brought us peace. And when you look Mm -hmm. at peace, um, the meaning is actually very interesting. Welfare, prosperity, health, happiness, well, friendly, favor, and wholeness. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Mm, yeah. Um, so I know, Maya, you were talking about how after you got saved, it was difficult for you because you were still living in that um, yeah. atmosphere. Can you kind of expand on it a little bit? Like, how did that experience impact you? 
So for me, I think it was more of like knowing that that's what I want, like Mm -hmm. what I want. I want to follow Jesus. I want to live a pure life. I want to live a whole life. Mm -hmm. But it was like, how do I take these people along with me, Mm -hmm. but without falling back into Mm -hmm. what they're doing or what I used to do? And so honestly, I moved out at a really young age. I moved out at 18 just like to get away. Mm -hmm. And that actually was before I gave my life to Christ. But it kind of, and now thinking like what Natalie said, like Mm -hmm. how he just, is all he's faithful even when we mm-hmm. don't see it because yeah. we're still living in it mm-hmm. i like i see now that that was like a step towards what was to come you know mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it started getting easier to go back to my place you know to go back to or saying no like i think i'm gonna leave this early mm-hmm. or whatever but also like still making sure that i'm present with yeah. my family mm-hmm. just because i don't want them to think like that's Jesus just like if you're not doing yeah. the right thing he's like yeah no I'm out mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah. it was it it was a process for me to yeah. figure out like what it looked like the balance honestly yeah. is the word mm-hmm. balance knowing when to say no but also knowing when to like just stay right and share the love of Jesus and right. just be that light no matter what whether yeah. I agree with what's happening around me or not right right, right. that's so, good yeah. yeah that's good um and you know that is called the sanctification yeah. process mm-hmm. um did either of you did that impact you at all or did you have to did you feel like you went through a sanctification process after you got saved i would definitely say yes yeah and i did not know how to go through the sanctification process yeah. i was like i mean because i also dealt with suicidal mm-hmm. thoughts suicidal temptations yeah. and acted on it three times and the Lord saved me and drinking and smoking and all of the same things. Um, My cousin actually used to sell drugs out of my room. Oh, wow. um, Out like right out of the window. He's, you know, he was one of the biggest drug dealers. And so it was just so in your face and it's just right there. And so now you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how do you do that? I, at first, was just like a Jesus. Like I was like, if I'm for Jesus, he saved my life. He took me away from this fear and this torment. I'm going to do everything I can to separate myself from that, Mm -hmm. which I know now is not the love of God. You Mm -hmm. know, I was like, nope, I can't be around this. Everything was like, no, 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 no. And um, it took some maturity Mm -hmm. for me. I was very mature of you, Maya, you know, in such a young age, but it took some maturing on my end Mm -hmm. um, and a little bit more to learn more about the Lord um, to go and be the light without being inside of the culture or inside of the things that people were doing. Yeah. Um, So I I eventually got there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it it took some time because at first I just thought everything was like, nope, you can't do this. You Mm -hmm. can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was trying to follow all the laws and everything yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then I found the you know the love of God and how he works sanctification yeah wow that's awesome I think hearing you know all of this it's we're saying the biggest impact um was us learning how to live with Jesus leading us instead of you leading you right yeah. right yeah and so yeah that's good um so why does God ask us to surrender so when I actually what I wrote down was uh James 4 10 humble yourselves before the Lord and he shall exalt or he will exalt you and I kind of was like okay what do you mean exalt me but then I started 
I just felt God say like, the minute that you surrender, that you humble yourself to me, I will lift you mm. above every single insecurity, above every single mm. circumstance, all temptations. Like the minute you surrender and you give whatever it is to him, like whatever you basically like decreasing so that he can increase, like he will all those things you'll be lifted above all those things you know yeah that's really good good. it just I think that touched me in a way like I've heard that verse so many times Mm -hmm. but recently it just hit different like okay he's exalting me what Mm -hmm. is he like me being Mm -hmm. exalted for what (laughs) but But then I'm like above every other thing that I feel like I can't get over like all I have to do is surrender it to him and he will do the lifting you know yeah and that really touched me in a way that honestly it never touched me before that is really good I'll even say just add to it um, cause at first you think salvation is just, okay, this is the only time I have to surrender, yeah. mm-hmm. but surrendering is daily. Yes. yes. Daily yes, have to good. surrender mm-hmm. your mind daily, your will, your yes. emotions, yeah. your actions. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes you might have like thoughts in your mind. You're like, nope, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. surrender that Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to you, Jesus. Yeah, yes. I'm not that person no more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really good, Maya. Yeah. Um, John 15, 4 through 9, it talks about abiding in him, and apart from him, we can do nothing. Um, And in Galatians, it talks about how it's no longer I who live, but Christ Mm -hmm. in me. And, um, you know, God wants us to surrender, to be walking in his will, um, to be walking with him and to have intimacy with him and allowing him to be Lord over our lives. And our will can sometimes get in the way of that, you know, what we want and our desires. But it, like Pastor Victoria was saying, it's a daily surrender. Mm -hmm. Um, So what has helped all of you girls or ladies, sorry, what has helped you women most on your journey with Christ? I would say honestly this church yeah mm-hmm. that's Calvary. Right. i have the same thing in my notes yeah. being connected right yep being yeah. connected mm-hmm. uh to the body of christ being connected to like-minded women yes, yes. um yes. even people who are older than you yeah you know um people who have been through a little bit more in life yeah um so definitely community the church and like-minded people yeah yes mm-hmm. i had i had jotted that down as well being around like-minded believers staying connected in church mm-hmm. having you know a close walk with the lord yeah. um to be able to hear him speak Amen. yeah mm-hmm. i put down actually yeah. relying more on the word yeah. because yeah. i'm someone who i like want or i wanted so badly for like a family like the a functional family you know and so it's so easy for me to get like sucked into people mm. and then like oh like people will hurt you even people in ministry they'll hurt you you oh, know yeah. what i mean unintentionally like yeah. it doesn't even have mm-hmm. to be intentional and so for me i've learned that because i'm like okay so now i have these people who want the same thing that i want like-minded people and all that but i'm like okay but what does god say about me if something happens you know yeah and not even living on like a something will always happen but just knowing that like if something does that Mm -hmm. god's like i god loves me i'm good you know what i mean so relying more on the word and staying out of my feelings because feelings are fickle (laughs) and i'm like okay i feel this so let me see what you're saying lord you know what i mean so that was that's huge for me because at first when I first got saved, I was really into like these relationships in mm-hmm. the church and stuff. And like, I found myself getting hurt very easily yeah. just because 
it happens and just like that's just like the enemy though he wants to put lies in our heads you know you know people are people yeah Mm -hmm. and even in ministry people are people and you know we have to have grace and forgiveness just like with our families and you know so and friends so that even goes back to the blood of jesus it gives us power over the enemy yeah you know so we can with the word we yep. have access now because of the blood yeah yes. now yeah. we can use that word to have power yeah. over the enemy yeah. yeah yeah so i just wanted to thank all of you for coming and sharing your testimonies um and i wanted to leave you with this verse psalms 103 2 bless the lord O my soul and forget not all of his benefits yeah.